I just wanted to go, Ooh, is it <laughs> I've never seen anyone with your energy. You're astonishing. Let me show you the wonders of old days. <laughs> Should we bring her in? Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to What Women Think. Season four. Season four, baby. We did it. <laughs> we were in season four. Like in a series sitcom world, this would be like, this is what we call syndication. This is we, when like the big money. It? Yeah, that's when like the big money rolls in on when you're on a TV show is season four. <laughs> Don't be fooled. There's no big money in podcast in podcasting. <laughs> We're doing this for fun. Um, but actually, on that note, if you guys want to help us out at all, um, to be able to share this with friends, subscribe, subscribing share. helps us. Yeah, Rate, sharing, review. Also, just I mean, supporting our our. Um, all of our advertisements, like um, just checking them out even, just clicking yeah. on their page. That'd be great. Taking advantage of the codes we give you guys out there. That really helps us. But really, what we want you to do is just listen in. So thanks for being here. And we're so excited about our guest today. But first, I want to um, I want to tell you what I'm, I'm binging. What are we binging? It is football season. I'm binging football oh. and matcha lattes. I'm not the pumpkin spice girl. It's if the still, cicadas are singing, exactly. it is not pumpkin spice season. Yeah. Speaking of cicadas, they've been ruining the movie I was doing, I've been directing um, <laughs> with our guest today. For those of you that can see me, I have a shirt of our guest today who is one of the most spectacular women I've ever met. I iconic. Mean, iconic. Like, I I listened to her audiobook, which I highly recommend, um, in the car, like just to prepare for her voice and how she likes to work and, you know, just to know some of her stories. This woman is 90 years old and like and looks as better than spry me. as a 60 year old. I mean, she yeah, she has like the brain power of like a 20 year old like med student who like it, working with her has been incredible. And you guys are going to get a taste of that today because you're going to spend some time with her, too. But let me give you a proper introduction to our risk, our miss Rita Moreno. Ready? Here's what I wrote. Um, she's a rare breed of performer known as an EGOT. Do you know that's that right. Is? Yeah, that's Emmy. Hang on. Emmy, Oscar, uh, Tony. And the G. Grammy. Grammy. Emmy, yep. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Yep. And not only that, she's a P-GOT. She won a Peabody. She also got the, the Medal of Freedom from Obama. Was it Obama? Oh. Yeah, I think it was Obama. I mean, she and, and, and SAG Awards and dozens, dozens of others, right? She has tons of awards on her shelves. Um, she started dancing when she was nine years old. Her mom moved here, here from Puerto Rico to New York. Um, and it's interesting in her book, she describes it as like this colorful paradise of Puerto Rico to mm -hmm. come to like the black and white version of New York City. Like very like, mono, like, like almost like going from like a beautiful paradise of like fruits and flavors and colors and sounds and smells to like New York, which I always I. It reminded me that I felt that way about New York when I was little. Now, of course, I adore New York. It's like my favorite place. Right. And I plan on like being an old lady there someday. But um, it's for her, it was like this kind of uh, a black and white monochrome like um, prison, like just smelled bad and like loud sounds. She and, must like, have gotten there during the summer. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Well, and she'd never seen snow before and all that stuff. Her book is really describes it really, really well. I mean, it's been 81 years since she moved here and started dancing, right? Isn't that insane? And um, you guys probably know her best for her Oscar-winning role as Anita in the original West Side Story, and she revised it recently in uh, the latest Spielberg-directed version. So I'm directing someone. This made me very nervous. I'm directing this movie, Santa Boot Camp, for a lifetime, and the last person she worked with was Spielberg. I was like, no pressure, whatever. But not only that, she also was in The King and I, Singing in the Rain. She's been on, uh, oh, her extensive time on The Great White Way on Broadway. 
Um, she long running shows like Oz and Jane the Virgin she played in. Oh, and then, of course, she did One Day at a Time recently, which a lot of people know her from. The younger generation probably knows her from One Day at a Time, the revamped version of that. She had a long and well-documented romance with Marlon Brando. Um, Wild. And in order to try to make Marlon jealous, she tried to get with Elvis. She talks about it all in her book, you guys. It's insane. It's so oh fun. Oh, my gosh. Um, she's very open about all of it. She has powerful vocal cords, mesmerizing dance moves. I actually, someone was listening to something of hers on YouTube the other day on set, and I was like, who's that? She was like, that's me. <laughs> I was like, what? She's this tiny, itty-bitty woman <laughs> it's me. with this powerful voice. It's insane. She's a multi-hyphenate who stands the test of time like no one I've ever met, and directing her in Santa Boot Camp has been an absolute career highlight for me. So should we bring her in? Let's do it. Guys, this is Rita Moreno. Amanda, mm -hmm. you know I love gifts. Yes. I love giving gifts. I love giving and receiving gifts. And we have gifts now to give and receive. We have merchandise. We have merchandise. Say it louder for those in the back. We've got merchandise. <laughs> so you guys can check out What Women Binge merchandise now. Give it to your best friends. Give it to your two-year-old. I don't know. Your Grab niece. it for yourself and put it under the tree because we all yeah. know how this mom life works. Teachers, mailman, you know, exchange students, whoever you want to give it to. Just hand out our merch. Keep it for yourself if you want to. I'm going to share it with you, Amanda. I, I Let's really have matching do. merch. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> And right now, you can find our merch where, Amanda? On whatwomenbinge.com. Whatwomenbinge.com. Check out our merch, y'all. Guys, we want to welcome into the studio Miss Rita Moreno. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so excited you're here. Cheering for the Spanish woman. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my favorite Puerto Rican. <laughs> Thank you. Thank well, you. as you know, I loved, 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 loved your book. Oh, and thank I you. have yeah. loved working with you. And just learning about you, your story. We're having such a good time, aren't we? We are, we we really are having are. such a good time. Yeah, we are. We're shooting a movie called Santa Boot Camp for Lifetime. That'll be out sometime around Thanksgiving. It's a Christmas movie, right? And I've tell? never done one, so I'm just thrilled to pieces. And you know, it's. it's I'm going to be just. I'm just going to tell you that you're going to love the way it looks. Oh yeah. If you don't even care about the story, stay with us yeah. because the, it looks gorgeous. It does. It's so. Ultra Christmassy. The costumes are wonderful. Oh, the costumes are insane. Our friend Anna is building the costumes, and she is something else. Wow, she's so talented. She is, and there. And the great thing is, we worked together on like the vision for this film, which was so fun between production design and wardrobe and being able to pull a vision together like that. I haven't really been able to do that before. Really, and it was so fun, great. especially your last outfit, which I don't want to spoil for everyone. But it's like oh. it's so good. It's a it's... Mr. and Mrs. Claus like you've never seen. <laughs> That's right. It is. It's so it is spectacular. Fun. My nine-year-old is obsessed with you, like madly in love with you. So you have mine. Had, Riker left. He was like, "Is that Tucker? Tucker, who worked with you? Tucker's in the movie, you guys. So he's right. got like two pages, and he's actually kind of good in it. Like, he did like, great. He's kind of natural, which was a he, little scary and wonderful. Natural. I was so. But excited. the funny thing is to hear a young actor saying, "Mom," <laughs> in the middle of a take, and she's telling, "Why would I do that?" She's telling him what to, what to do and all that while we're still rolling. <clears throat> yeah. Mr. Rowling is saying, Mom. Well, he, and he turns into a nine year old. And he said to me something like, You have to stop saying, because I always go, Once more, one, one more time, one, one more time, time one, one more, more time. time. And he's like, Stop saying one more time. You have to say again. I'm like, All right, I'll say again. Sorry. <laughs> and so he's right. Literal. I say one more time you do. all the time. Yeah, but we know what that means. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But it's so funny because, I mean, I was thinking about, he went home, well, first on the stage, before he knew that you played Belle. So your character's name is Belle, right? He knows Rita, but he didn't know that you were Belle. And so he sees in the script that he's supposed to be talking to Belle or about Belle. 
And he's like, you know, I'm not going to do it unless Belle is here. Like, you need to get the actor in here so I can have a good eyeline, so I know who you're talking about. I was like, oh my gosh, Wait you little diva. Seriously? Ah! And I said, well, Miss Rita is resting right now. Oh, oh, it's Rita? Okay, we will. Okay, okay. You can just, all right, then she doesn't have to come out. I didn't know Rita was Belle. I'm like, okay. And then you come out and he is like goo-goo-eyed and talks about you all night. We had to watch West Side Story that night. And we had to see all your dance numbers. Seriously? I mean, yes. You have got Aww. a thing with the men, man. You are enchanting. My son was only on set for like a few hours and he came home. He told all his sisters, my husband, everyone who would listen about how enchanting you were. He was like, she was so funny. We laughed so hard. Yeah, I'm very silly. You are. I'm a very, very mischievous person. Truly, I love mischief. So if I can possibly help it, I, I'm always cracking up or doing something stupid. And like you relate on all levels. I love it. Wait, I want you to tell me about... So we're doing our movie, and of course it's fantastic, but the one I'm really excited about that you have coming out is 80 for Brady. Yeah. Can you tell us about that movie? 80 for Brady is uh, Tom Brady's first production or, or project outside of football. And the funny thing about it, before I tell you my story, is that we had to change the ending when he decided to unretire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So we had to rewrite the ending of the, of the movie. It stars uh, Jane Fonda... Myself, Lily Tomlin, and um, Sally Field. Oh, what a to be a fly on the wall. Is that is that amazing? I was amazed when they offered it to me. I said, really? <laughs> With those ladies? Really? And uh, they, it's about, very briefly, it's about four old ladies. I mean, the baby of our group is Sally Struthers, who's 76. <laughs> I am 90. <laughs> and I believe that Jane is something like 82. Something like that. Anyway, we're four old ladies who just love Tom Brady and football. And in a, in, in a sense, it's sort of kind of a quasi-road movie on what happens when we're trying to go to, to Houston to attend a, um, a Super Bowl that we can't even afford. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's adventures on the road. But um, the story I want to tell you about me and Jane <clears throat> is that one day we were sitting there in the dark just waiting for a, uh, a scene to start. And we were sitting outside of the set. And uh, Jane looks at me and she says, Rita, you're 90, right? I said, yeah. And she said, how do you feel about sex? <laughs> I mean, well, that's the kind of question that Jane would ask. Yeah. Anyway, it was just very simple. How do you feel about sex? And I said, you mean the actual thing? She said, yeah. I said, ew, <laughs> oh, please, <laughs> no, no. And then she said, I feel the same way. You know, it's like it's, it's over. I'm not interested, not interested. Okay, cut to uh, a scene about three days later where we're supposed to enter a real, we, we, they used a real locker room. And in that locker room is a, Gronk, is that his uh -huh. name? Yep, yep. Danny, oh God, he's so gorgeous. Justin, uh, that's the one I did the scene with. I have trouble with uh, names. Are they all Buccaneer? Do they all play with Tom Brady on his team? Of course. That's oh, okay. why they were there. But they're, you know, they're pretty gorgeous, man. They're, they're hefty and yeah. handsome. Danny is particularly just, <laughs> I mean, that is a poke chop. <laughs> so... We, we enter, the four of us, as the characters that we're playing, enter this locker room. I mean, I had no idea. 
And these four guys were all bare-chested because it's a locker room right. scene. And so is Tom Brady. Oh. But we've already met Tom. Not, and I don't want to okay, say sure. but. It's like he's not exactly, uh, uh, he's uh, not chopped liver, yeah. right? No. <laughs> Either. No. Anyway, we enter, and to my absolute astonishment, I take one breath, and I go, Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, uh, the pharaohs. All these, uh, all these naked men in the room. I'm a 90 year old. And suddenly, bitty. you're ready to change your tune. I'm a 90 year old bitty, and I'm saying to myself, "What is?" Wrong? I'm saying to myself, "What is wrong with you, <laughs> dirty old woman?" Come on, I love stop it. it, stop it. But I swear to God, you can I appreciate. Felt, I felt them pharaohs. Put in your kind of language. I felt them pharaohs right down to my, you know, to my, <laughs> place, Jane also? To my place of uh, love. Did Jane agree? <laughs> no. So here's the thing. So I do the scene with uh, Jason, uh, Justin Aylman, who is just a doll, and he's known for his beard. And we do this little scene where I'm doing this to his. I mean, she says, I want to shave you. My character, <laughs> my character kind of loves men. Uh-huh. That's, well, that's pretty close to home. Her name is Moira. <laughs> And and uh, and we did an improvisation. We made it up. The director said, "Just make something up." And boy, did I make it up! Ooh. <laughs> in fact, the director at some point had to say, uh, "Rita, reel it in." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Okay, all right, okay, I understand." Anyway, so about four hours later, I run into Jane because she wasn't in those scenes, and I said, "Jane." you remember the question you asked me the other day about sex? And she said, yeah. I said, I take it all back. <laughs> and she said, you're he was like, I would climb Gronk like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, that isn't what I had in mind, but th that's pretty good. Got Christmas on the brain. You know, yeah. a squid. Yeah. <laughs> Climbing up. Tentacles. All oh, here, my boy. <laughs> Let me show you the wonders of old days. <laughs> I love it. I love but isn't it. Isn't that crazy? That's fun. I mean, I had no idea that there was even a hint of that in me still. That you get the, the just hormones just tingling. And nobody had even said anything. It's not like anybody said You just said walked in anything. and you got... I just took a breath and went, oh, God, oh, shit. Oh, boy. <laughs> love it. I love it. I've, I've been boy crazy my whole life. Sounds like you have, too. <laughs> right? Uh -huh. Boy crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I've been married for 20 years, and you had a very long... You were with Lenny for 46 years? 46 years. That's my husband. Yeah. And Marlon Brando for eight. Eight, oh. yeah. And uh, Elvis for about two weeks. That's I mentioned that because in, in your book, it's so fascinating to me, the whole thing, how Marlon and you had this like tumultuous relationship, oh, I guess you would say, right? Yes. Crazy. It was crazy. And so he and you were trying to make him jealous by going with Elvis? Well, I got very angry one day because I found somebody's... Uh, lingerie, oh. a polite way to put it, in his house. I call it underwear, but never mind. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was really angry and hurt and all that kind of stuff. And I went home in tears. And I, you know, I didn't understand that he was not the kind of man who would ever be faithful mm. to anybody. Anyway, I went home and I was just weeping. And the very next day, I get this phone call. Hello? Hello, Miss Rita, Marina. I said, yes. I don't do the accent well, so forgive me. Uh, I, I, yes. He said, this is Colonel Parker. He said, um, 
My client is uh, Elvis Presley, and uh, he saw you in the 20th Century Fox commissary the other day, and he liked what he saw. And well. He, and he said, and I'm just googly-eyed, and he said, and he would like to meet you. Would you like to meet him? And I thought of that underwear, and I said, yes, I would. I'd like to climb that like a tree. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. And he, this was the day before all of these social things, social networks and stuff. Nobody ever heard everything. So I dated him a few times, and it got into the gossip columns. Hmm. I mean, it got into the gossip columns like that night. Is that is that a time period when that used to be set up on, on purpose, too? Like, dates like that would be Sometimes, set up? Sometimes. But this wasn't set up by anybody. This was This was just Elvis liking you. And and uh, Marlon heard about it, and he was furious. He, I mean, he's the one who had uh, the ladies' underwear. You know, you know how that goes. <clears throat> and he was furious, and he was throwing chairs. Ooh, it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so but it you, worked. But I love that in the book you also say Elvis wouldn't like. He wouldn't. He like. He, I forget he how you said do, it. He wouldn't. Do he wouldn't the, do the, the deed. deed. Yeah. He wouldn't do the deed, which was just fascinating like to me. Like to, uh, what, what do we call he it? Dry home. move. Grind. Oh. Yeah, that's what, he, <laughs> that's what he would do. And I thought, this is strange. I, I never had that experience yeah. before. But you say in the book, too, I think it's interesting because you mentioned that, like, was it his Christian upbringing that like, he just wouldn't allow himself to go there? Or was it a, a, a self-inflicted, um, like— You know, I, I have no idea. The release thing, yeah. I, he obviously liked brunettes. Yeah. Because oh, he yeah, ended yeah, up yeah. with this beautiful girl. Yeah. Um, but that's what happened, and I thought, I'm not interested in this. Not only that, you know, he was a simple boy. You said he was very boring. When we're, <laughs> yeah. I did. Which sweet. Was, He's very sweet, and that's kind people of don't me. know about he him. He was sweet. Yeah. He was, he was only boring because I was going with someone who was dynamic. Yeah. I mean, this was the king of movies. Yeah. This was the king of music yeah. on one side, but the other one was the king of dynamism and stuff, yeah. you know, moody. And all that, I mean, that sexy stuff. Yeah. So, so you, I, you went I for the found, opposite for a I minute. found Elvis boring. Yeah. He wasn't boring. I was just bored by him because well, I had this other guy yeah. in my life who was constantly making trouble for me. And it, and we had a sexual thing going that was ridiculous. Well, I feel like at that age, too, you 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 know, you kind of go for There's something called hybristophilia where you're attracted to the bad boy. As opposed to... What is that called? Hybristophilia. <laughs> I'm writing a script about it. You can be in that movie, too. <laughs> I want to be in that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's about, like, being attracted to the bad boy and, um, and, and like, being, like, literally physically attracted to, like, men in prison. And, um, like, that's what hybristophilia particularly is. But, like, you know, basically it's that whole, like, bad boy a really phenomenon. Bad boy. A really bad boy. But, like... Wow. There is a thing about, especially when we're young and dumb, right? We're like into the bad boy more than we're into the good guy. But, but you know, but I'll tell you something. Marlon was really a fascinating guy. He was insanely uh, smart. And you are Very as well, smart. so that makes a good match. Well, I had street smarts because I'm not educated. I mean, I quit high school in the first year. But you pick everything up so quickly, too. But I'm one of those people who was able to pick up. So I am very street smart, and I'm very instinctive. And that's where he and I locked horns because I could read him like a bloody book. And That's he loved right. that about yeah, me. Yeah, he liked that he about He loved you. that. It's like he he was saying without saying, you know me. You know, yeah. I can't do any bullshit with you. 
And it was true. I was so good at that. So it was, what a relation. It lasted on and off for about eight years. And then you, and you were a big part of the, the civil rights movements and stuff too as well, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Because he was oh, as well. big, big deal. Yeah. But that was before Marlon, actually. I oh, started yeah. that way before Marlon. He helped me. He educated me somewhat with that kind of uh, thing. But uh, I started that before then. Well, in your whole book, your book about all the different roles that you, things you were offered and jobs you would take and what you had to play and what you had to do and how, you know, looking back on it now, like things like In the King and I. And um, when I played the princess, Tuptim. Yeah, Tuptim. Yeah. And, you're, and you were always playing like sort of the ethnic role in... Island girls. Only, I could only play people with dark skin. Even though you're very fair-skinned. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm one of the fair-skinned Puerto Ricans, you yeah. know. But uh, this is what's fascinating about that. Uh, oh, there's a lot that's fascinating. It was the name. Oh. Moreno. Yeah. Or as they would say, Marino. I remember my name was Rosa Dolores Alverio. Alverio was my first father's, my real father's last name. And then I had four, three other stepfathers, and, and which also made me think, don't, marry a Latino, whatever you do, because they will leave you. The truth is, is my mother left them. Oh. My mother was very uh, undeveloped. She was really a simple, she didn't finish school. She was amazing, actually. But um, the casting director at MGM, that was my very first studio where I was under contract, and he called for me one day, took me into his office, and he says, we have changed your name. And uh, I said, why? He said, honey, it's just too Italian. Uh, oh. <laughs> We're like, well, Moreno, Moreno is Italian? And so he said, uh, and he kept offering names that were so hideous. One was, he said with a big smile, oh, what about, what about Orchid Montenegro? What? <laughs> is that your alias when you stay at a hotel? <laughs> it should be. <laughs> I couldn't, I, I, even as shy as I was and as, as compliant as I was, I thought, I'm going to have to live with this for the rest of my life. Yeah. I said, I don't think so. He said, who's your favorite actress? I said, Rita Hayworth. And he said, well, let's call you Rita Marino, which is, of course, it's Moreno, as you said. And uh, I didn't want to argue. I said, okay, that's fine. But I love that your name's too Italian. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. Yeah. So, um... So we have to we have to talk to you about what you like. And by the way, guys, if you want to hear, I mean, all your stories are fantastic in the book. And I love the audiobook because I can hear you. Yeah, do the accents. The and accents. Stuff, right. and, oh, and, and and of course, I want to talk about Lenny, though, too. And your beautiful daughter, like um, your love affair, your love, your 46-year love with your man. Um, you married, you ended up marrying. So you went through all these tumultuous relationships, but you ended up with a, a nice. A man named Leonard New Gordon, York, who was a doctor. Jewish doctor. A nice Jewish yeah. doctor. And uh, when we decided that we really were a good pair, we let both families know. And it, it was hilarious. Both in the Bronx, the Jews and the Puerto Ricans, the Puerto Ricans are saying, ay, yay, ay, yay. <laughs> and the Jews are saying, oi, 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 oi. They were not happy. So it's I said to my mom, who was not thrilled, uh, I said, I want you to meet Lenny. You will love him. And he really was a very gentle kind of man. Very uh, bright, very intelligent, all that kind of stuff, and a doctor. Mm -hmm. um, so I said to mom, here's what we do. I want you to meet him because I know you're going to change your mind instantly. I said, let's have him come over to 
your apartment, and I'll be there, and we'll all just, you know, make friends. Okay. So he, <laughs> Lenny comes to the apartment, knocks on the door. We, I don't think we, she even had a doorbell. Knocks on the door. She opens the door, and he said, Hello, I'm, she said, Jew out of you? <laughs> and he said, Excuse me? Are Jew are you? That's all I want to know. And he said, uh, Yes, I, yes, I am. He actually said, Yes. Yes. And he came in, and of course they made friends. He was, and he was funny. Oh, he had a great sense of humor, which to me is so important. Yeah. To me, sense of humor in a man is sexy. Oh, yeah. I really do. I, I believe that. Yeah. That's and what Elvis was probably missing. <laughs> that's what? He, Elvis maybe didn't have a sense of humor. I don't think so. Oh, he was too young, you know. So sweet. Yes. He, I just want to pinch his hey, cheeks now with boy. your story. He yeah. was a boy. And I was I was already, you know, with Marlon, so I was pretty sophisticated at yeah. that point. And Lenny could no, Lenny I, held his own with you. Lenny was he you. and he and he you know, I just had this feeling that he would take care of me. Mm -hmm. But here's the interesting thing which I mention in my documentary. And it's so important for people to understand this. People, when they fall in love, more often than not, will collude with each other in this way. I would say to Lenny, but I never said it out loud. It was just understood. I would say, if you'll be my daddy, I will be your little girl, and you will take care of me for the rest of our lives. And his thing was, I will be your caretaker and your daddy, and we will be live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. Until, that is, you want to suddenly grow up, and that doesn't work anymore, and that's when our marriage really started to disintegrate. Because, mm. I, I mean, he was, he, was, he was also a kind of controlling man. We had, you, you read my book. Yeah. Remember the banana incident? Oh, yeah. How to peel a banana? Yep. Yeah. He actually said to me one day, I was, I think I was cutting it. So I didn't have to deal with the peel and all yeah. that. I just pulled the peel. He said, that's not the way to peel a banana. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you don't, you don't peel it with a knife. You know, you do this and that. We had a half hour long argument. Yeah. And it got worse and worse. And I finally said to him, are you listening to what you're saying? Are you hearing yourself? He really didn't understand. He had to have his way. You peel it this way. Uh, you know, it was bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. There's those there's those breaking points in every marriage. We had a fight about ketchup. My husband and I, I remember one of our first big what fights. What was that one? He, oh, I had gone to Costco. We were going to have a barbecue and I had gone to Costco and we'd gotten these huge, you know, you get like two in a pack of the big ketchups and we had. We had a refrigerator and a pantry, and I like mine in the fridge. And he, I don't know, in the south. He likes it room temperature. He likes a room temperature, which I didn't think was, it's a vegetable. It needs to go in the fridge. Like, And we had two, though. So I put Not one in each so. place. No. No. <laughs> I, well, I didn't know that. But at the time, I had always had ketchup in the fridge, and I was like, I put it in the fridge, and he lost it on me. You don't put ketchup. Show me on the package where it says must refrigerate. Show me on the package. Why do you think at restaurants they leave it on the table? You don't have to. You don't have to put it in the fridge. And I took the bottle out of the fridge and hoisted it at him. I knew he was a football player and he'd catch that. 
but he caught it. I threw it right at his head. He caught it, and I said, I didn't know that when I took your last name, I had to take your condiment preferences, too. And I threw it out. Then he picked me up and put me outside on top of the car and locked the door. So I crawled through the doggy door. It became. A, it was like a funny fight. He it was picked you up? Picked me up, because I'm like, your size, right? Yeah. Like, he picked me up and put me outside. Of, he's giant. He put me on top of the car. Marlon did that with me, and he put me in a shower, in a cold shower. Oh, really? It was very sexy, actually. <laughs> I mean, that's I how... I was going to say, that sounds like something that should be in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Like the hysterical woman, and yeah. he's just like, I'm right. done with picking you up. And he held me, and then I'm screaming, and it turned into something else. Oh, oh. of course, of course. Yeah, well, this became like, you know, me crazy? throwing the ketchup at him became like, yeah, it kind of did become hot in a way, because it wasn't a real fight. <laughs> we knew it was a stupid fight, you know? But yeah, I climbed through the doggy door. Like, I was like, oh, you can't keep me out. And I'm like climbing through the doggy door and stuff, and then we just started You're laughing. trying to get through the doggy door? Did you get <laughs> Because he locked stuck? the door. He's like, you can stay out there if you... They have giant dogs, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a big doggy door. <laughs> it was a big doggy door. <laughs> I could get in that one, yeah. No problem. I just knew. I was like, mm, how am I going to get in the house? People oh, can be so stupid. I know. In their relationships. Yeah. Like, but on the other hand, you know, he really was... It, it, it got to the point where he would be very worried if I was out of the house for more than a couple of hours. And if I had told him I was going to the beauty shop, he'd call me wherever I was. Oh. And that got... This bad. is Marlon or Lenny? Lenny. No, this is Lenny. Lenny would do that. Lenny, yeah. yeah. And actually, I now understand something that I really didn't occur to me then. I think he was going into a form of mild dementia. Oh, okay. Because he spent all day in, his, in the office. Mm. And in order to be with him, I would make him something he liked, and I would make him a big mug of tea because he loved his tea with honey and all that. And I would bring a tray down and, you know, do that kind of thing. And uh, he would appreciate it, but he wouldn't leave the office. It was very sad. And I really didn't understand. I honest to God, I was so angry with him so much of the time. But that was, was that just a hurdle you had to overcome and then you were able to? It never got overcome. Oh, really? Oh, it got his, his uh, dementia got worse. He was really, uh, and I didn't think of it as that then. Yeah. Because he wasn't behaving in a crazy way mm-hmm. or, you know, saying weird it's things. like small slips. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, it was very sad. And tell us about your daughter. I know you're Fernanda, so proud of her. Oh, my God. Your grandson. Her name is Fernanda, uh, Fernanda Luisa. It was Fernanda Luisa Gordon, and now it's Fernanda Luisa Fisher. She is the light of my life, except for the fact that she gave me two grandsons that I, I could just you know inhale them. Mm-hmm. I adore them, and and they know it too. Grammy, I need a blessing. I wonder if you could. Um, <laughs> all right. You're the doting grandma. I always hear being a grandma is better than being a parent in a way. It's, it's terrific. Yeah, except you can't be with them all the time. And yeah. now they're really interesting. Because they're and, in their 30s or the 20s? No, they're 20s. 20s. They're 20s, yeah. The firstborn is Justin, who is so good looking. And he's six foot tall, and he has this kind of build, probably like your son. Yeah. You know, he starts wide, and then he's long and lean, and he's handsome. So, And the other one, uh, who's the baby, he's 20... One, I believe, 22. He's uh, finishing his last year of uh, school at Boston U uh, as a screenwriter, he hopes. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's the intellectual. Okay. And the Justin, the new, the, the uh, firstborn, is the uh, the one with all the energy and stuff. 
the entrepreneur. That he gets from you. Grammy, I'm starting a, a little um, leisure suit thing. Can you help us out? So I'm involved in that. And uh, oh, cool. soon we will be uh, putting it on my uh, Instagram and stuff. What's, your, uh, what's the name of it? It's called Shoulder because he's a uh, with an R instead of E-R. Okay. And it's it's written down on it. And it's called that because he uh, he surfs. Oh. And there's something about shoulder that you do yeah. when you're surfing. Oh, very cool. Well, that's what it's about. And his, his dad, my son-in-law, is a surfer too. So, oh, wow. yeah. In Cal- and they all live in California normally when they're no, not in school. The, the, uh, Justin now it lives where he went to school, which is uh, uh, Denver, Colorado. Okay. He loves it there. It's really nice. It's a great place. I love mountain towns. I'm a mountain oh, girl. And when they were when he was in school, they had skiing all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. He's, he's very good physically from yeah. the time he was tiny. That's actually in Tahoe um, in the wintertime. Our kids used to oh. get off uh, school at halfway through Wednesday to go ski. Oh, yeah. Ski day. Yeah. I do you ski? So fun. I do. I love to ski. It's like my only hobby. I'm so tall. That's a long way to fall down. <laughs> it is. But you know, it's a long way when you're 5'2". I have news for you. <laughs> so we have to ask you what you're into. We we talk about what people binge. And just, I mean, now that we know a little bit more about, you know, all the inside stories of your work, we want to know, what do you love? Books, movies, podcasts. What are you into? What are you watching? What do you listen to? What do you inhale? I listen to music all the time, and uh, I listen to all kinds of music. I, you know, I'm from another era, so I love Sinatra, Tony Bennett, those people, Rosemary Clooney. I love that music. And, you know, I had a uh, concert show for years and years and years where yeah. I sang yeah. and danced. In fact, Fernanda, my daughter, would dance with me, and we used to do America from West Side Story together. Oh, really? So she and I started when uh, she was 16, we started doing theater work. And the very first thing we did, which was really a handful, was uh, Shakespeare, Taming of the Shrew. Oh, wow. Oh, that's wow. my favorite. That's a- Isn't that fun? That's so fun. It's sexy, too. Yeah. It's sexy. And uh, I remember it was so funny because I, I, I swore to myself that if we were going to do things together, I would not make her feel guilty about not having enough talent or whatever. We were just going to have fun together. And we did. And uh, I did one smart thing. I would tell the cast of whatever production we were doing. I'd take them all by themselves before we started rehearsals, and i say, look, I'm aware that you're probably saying, yeah, well, it's her daughter. And I said, you know what? You're right. That's exactly what we're doing. And if she's not up to par, as she probably won't be, uh, I hope you understand. But I hope you understand that I understand what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm. So everybody always respected that. Put that out there, yeah. Yeah, but when we were doing the first thing, Taming of the Shrew, she was playing my nasty little sister. I was Katerina, uh-huh. and she was playing, oh, Bianca, the younger sister. And I swear to God, when she started talking about me, and it was thee and thou and this and that, that, I just wanted to go, oh, is it <laughs> I had to absolutely control myself because she was so cute. She may not have been great, but she sure was cute. That's how I feel about Tucker in Santa Boot Camp. Like, I'm yeah. like, because he gets to these moments where I'm like, oh, I believe him. Like, I believe yeah. him for a second, and he's my baby boy again. Yeah. And then we danced because she uh, she always wanted to be a dancer. Mm-hmm. From the time she was a little girl, this was in New York. So she went to uh, Ballantine's uh, Ballet Company wow. for classes. So she got to be a really good dancer. Yeah. 
And I remember seeing her in a number of productions, particularly at Christmas when they did the Nutcracker Suite. Oh, yeah. And she'd be one of many little soldiers, you know, with the little red cheeks and stuff. And she'd be watching. She'd be following the lead dancer, you know, who, who would be the, like the fairy of something oh, or yeah, other. yeah, the sugar like plum that. fairy or something. Sugar yeah. plum fairy. And I would, of course, I would be trained only on Fernanda. And I'd see her watching that, yeah. saying, I want to do that someday. Yeah. We had, we had a great time. Oh, that's great. And there was a great dancing class that I found out from Gwen Verdon, the Broadway musical star. She said, does your daughter dance? I said, she wants to. She said, before she goes to real dance class, take her to this place. And you know what it was? It was so smart. It was a place where little kids who wanted to dance but were really too young would go, and the teacher would say, okay, go across the room like you're a rubber band. No dance steps. Yeah. Or do this and that. Pretend you're, uh, you know, you're a peach falling from a tree. Whatever oh, it was. Oh, that's cute. Like and acting was, exercises. But it gave them, it gave them a sense of movement without sticking them with steps, which are too complicated yeah. when you're that young. She was five. Yeah. You know, she loved it. And if you got bored, cute. you could go down the the uh, slide. They had a slide oh, there. Fun. It was marvelous. We have a slide here. Are you going to go on the slide here? I'm Hell kidding. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's, it's pretty tricky. <laughs> Hell no. Even Just if like, it wasn't tricky, it's one flight up, isn't it? Yeah. It's actually technically like two. Two, yeah. Oh, never. It's it's a long slide. There's like five turns. It was oh, a poor decision oh, on my oh. part. <laughs> no, it was, you always say that. It's so cute. I love so it. So cute. I yeah. love that people can actually it's a little. Do that. It's a little scary. It's a little intimidating. Like, it's I was really intimidated. Fast. I mean, you'd always know when I was on it because you'd hear, oh, oh, oh. Oh, Rita's on the thing again. Can you imagine <laughs> put Rita on the slide? You would never leave. You'd be on it over and over again. you just go up and down, up and down. You're probably right. <laughs> so we ask everyone certain questions, and you're our first guest of season four. So oh, great. we're going to ask you some new questions that nobody's ever heard before. All righty. Let's see. I need my glasses because the eyes are we, we all know tired today. Yes. <laughs> um, if you could live life as any character in any book, show, or movie, who would you be? <laughs> What a wonderful question. I, oh, I would be Dumbo's mommy. Oh, that's so sad. So heartbreaking. That's so sad. That, I can't, I still can't see that. Remember when he's in, in the little in jail? It, she's rocking And she him. rocks him. She picks him oh, up with her trunk and she That used to be painted on my him. kid's nursery wall. I wept and I still weep. Uh, I can't watch yeah. it. It's so brutal, actually. I watched it again when my son was born in 2006. Like maybe 2008, we watched it together, and I was like, "Everyone talks about Bambi being sad, but I'm sorry, Dumbo's no, the saddest because they made fun of him with his big funny yeah. ears. They lock her up, which was, you know, a wonderful message. Because what it really meant was when someone's different, be nice to them, be nice to them, be be mindful of how they feel about and all the old bitty um, elephants are like nasty to him, right? Yes, oh, and the little all boy nasty. pokes him with they the stick. They make fun of him. Oh, they're awful. Yeah. They make fun of him. And then they put him in the overly large ears. Clown makeup. Like everybody's really, really mean to him except for the mouse. And even the mouse kind of uses see, them you, to be famous. You and I think the same way. Yeah. I would be dumb, Dumbo's mommy. But it's funny because at the very end, the last second of the movie, He's on the caboose, right? He's flying, holding mom's trunk. She's waving at him on the back. It's like the only time you see her out of out of trouble. Like she's. I know. That is a very sad one, Rita. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But it's a good one. I wouldn't have thought of that. Um, if you had to pick a genre to describe your life, what would it be? 
Well, name a genre because I don't know what you mean by Well, genre. there's like horror. <laughs> Drama, comedy. comedy. There's romance. romance. Oh, I, I think... Uh, there's Christmas tragedy. movies. <laughs> I think uh, a genre, it would be... Like right be, now, what's being the genre an outlier, right Being an outsider. Oh, okay. okay, so like fish out of water story? Good, yeah, absolutely. I, I spent a lot of years being that. Yeah. Not my choice. But, you know, when you're a little... Here's something interesting. When you're a child, you are way more tender than people think you are because you're loud and you can whine a lot. But people forget that children are very tender. And if you're told often enough that you're a spick mm. or you're a garlic mouth or you don't have any value... You believe it because you're little, you're young, and you don't understand why you're not worthy, but you know that you are. And I remember I never shared that with my mom because I instinctively knew that there was nothing she could do about it. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I, that makes I had sense. a lot of that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I was Dumbo. You were Dumbo? Oh. Um, if you could choose any actor or actress to play you in your life story, who would you pick? Nobody. I refuse it. <laughs> I reject it. I don't want to be here when that happens. Who would play Marlon? Well, it could be uh, Brad Cooper. Oh. oh. I would say like Chris Hemsworth. Like a little, like. Well, Chris is too pretty. Okay, that's what I was, but I thought Marlon, Marlon was. No, Marlon was Marlon rugged. Marlon was fascinating. Yeah. He looked like a Roman coin, mm -hmm. actually. But no. What about like a Brad It would Pitt? have to be somebody who's really essentially just has this wonderful magnetism. And there are actors like that right now. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Bradley Cooper's a good choice. Oh, we wanted to tell you, though, Amanda, you wanted to ask her about Evelyn Hugo. Have you read Evelyn Hugo yet? It's a book called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. No. Is it not? It fiction? reminds us of you. I was listening to yours. It's a novel, and it is it's fabulous. It's so good. And it's set in the 50s, 60s, yeah, mostly. Yeah, yeah. And I was reading it while I was listening to yours, and I was like, these are very similar. So we want really? you to read it to see if, if, Evelyn, if you influenced the, uh, Evelyn who's Hugo. Who's the uh, book company? Uh, the writer Publisher. is Taylor Reed Jenkins, we'll right? We'll send you a copy. I'll send yeah. you a copy. Or you should do it on audiobook or something. I'll it's, get it to you it's tomorrow. Fantastic. That sounds amazing. It really reminds me of you because it's a, I forget where she's from. It's not, is she Mexican? Colombian something no. she's from somewhere else uh -huh. she comes to the US she becomes a big film star is around all the big Hollywood people she's in a remake of like it's all it's that all sounds it's like all a fiction movie. it's it, going to be I think it will be it will be soon but yeah. she is she basically she hires a writer she's she's later on in life and she's hired a a girl from a local like a like a like a tabloid magazine mm -hmm. to write about her life she's finally going to tell the secrets of her life and she's had seven husbands, and which oh, one I is the true life? Oh, it's yeah, fabulous. which one's the true love? Is kind of the the digging out of, and it's all, and it's like it just reminds me a lot of the flavors of like who she has to date and marry, and who she has to go out with, and um, and just being a part of the Hollywood scene back then, and, right. and she was always known to be in like emerald green. green she always and, wore green, yeah, and so it just it's really fascinating. Wow. But there's a few different stories unfolding, but you hear this whole Hollywood side of her, yeah, because my Hollywood story is sad. It was so many, you know, so many things. I just, I, I just thought, wow, I'm on contract for MGM. I'm going to be a big star. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you know, they did all the great musicals then, right? More than the other studios. And I thought, this is, I can't believe my good luck. And it, it turned out to be something much less than that. Yeah. Remember the Hollywood's scene in, in the book about when I 
fall off a cliff. I'm supposed to fall off a cliff. And there were, uh, it's a scene where I, I'm so disappointed in my white lover uh, that I back away and I fall off this cliff and and land in water. And there's, and then the next thing you see is this character uh, laying down and the laps, you know, the water laps like moving her. And uh, the water was filled with thousands of little stinging jellyfish. Oh. The little ones. So they don't kill you, but they sting. And the director said, what the hell is wrong with you? Stop moving. You're supposed to be dead. And I said, but but this this stinging jellyfish, he says, I don't care. He said, I don't actually, he said, I don't give a shit. He said, you just do what you're supposed to do. Oh, wow. Well, I was playing an Indian girl, and he was treating me like mm-hmm. what he thought that kind of character was like. She's not supposed to have opinions. I mean, it was just, it was such an awakening. You saw a lot of, yeah, and you've seen a lot of change. Huh? Oh, There's, gosh, yes. Especially in this industry yeah, where it was so new in the beginning. I just have to ask you, though, did you ever run into Shirley Temple? She's like my idol. No, no, I didn't. No. Wasn't she wonderful? Oh my gosh! I because I just like as starting out as a little girl and seeing her and going, she can sing, dance, and act. That's I want right. to be Shirley. Temple. And she was so beautiful. Yeah, she was. And so then she get like twenty one. She quit. I know. She was like I'm smart. Done. I'm done. What I'm a done. smart thing to do. We asked her to play my grandma on Sabrina. Yeah, and she was like she I think wrote or called someone and left a really lovely message about. I, I I would love to, but I quit the business a long time ago. And if I say yes to you, I have to say yes to everyone That's else. That's right. And she I'm sure she, got she invited me to her house. I got to come. I got to go meet her. But I just wondered if you ever worked with her or anything. Wow. I got a Christmas card. Do you from remember her. her tap dancing with Bojangles? Oh, of course. Wasn't that the of best course, scene? Of course, the staircase scene, the first time. Yes. Um, an interracial <clears throat> couple held hands, right? Yeah. On, on yes. film. Right. So oh, I just yeah, uh, in Little Colonel, the Little Colonel, which is one of my favorites. I mean, is that crazy? A, a black person and a little girl held hands, and it made news. And it made Changed big news. Yeah, it was crazy. And it was her. Apparently, according to her book, he was like, "I, I don't like. That's not like. I don't want to upset anyone. I'm not going to do that." Right. And she just grabbed his hand and was like, "Let's go." And like, that's the thing about innocent little kids, right? And like, right. I always loved that about her. That like, I felt like she was, you know, um, yeah. She just she she was like a little bit ahead of her time in a way of like mm-hmm. just yeah. being very passionate in her in her career, but then knowing when enough was enough. And it was like, I'm done. What a, I always thought that was so smart. Yeah. And then when it's politics. For one thing. Crazy. That's right. But the, the thing is that, uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. That's an example of being 90. <laughs> yeah. It's also, you know, it's a, it's a random day when we're exhausted from work and whatnot. No, I have no excuse. <laughs> but thank you. Um, well, I've seen you on set. You remember... Ten pages of lines, like no one I've ever seen. That's by the way, hard. Oh, and you've been when you're ninety. That's hard. But you and like you just deliver. Like you know, I might see that you're struggling with a line, but the next time you say it, it's like bam, the performance. Like your face lights up. What did I say on set that confused you? I was like, you you gave a performance, and I was like, mic drop, and she's like, did the mic drop? <laughs> I was like, oh no, I mean like mic drop. Like that's why you're Rita. Like, and then I thought. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. I was just like, every time I see her, I'm just like watching the monitor like, <gasps> she just killed that line. It's like awesome. All right. Back to the questions. Um, what's the best TV theme song, in your opinion? Oh, I, I loved, um, I loved the one from, uh, you know, I'm not going to say names because I can't remember them. But um, 
da 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 Oh, Mary Tyler Moore? Is that? Oh, no, no, no. Is it? Is that um, or, or, um, she throws the hat in the air. Oh, yeah, that is Mary, that is Mary Tyler Moore. Is it Mary Tyler Moore? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that. that girl. But it's you, girl, and you, you should know it. Back then, they I love that they used the theme songs to help explain the show. Like to get and you know what? It. I also love the theme song to the Alan Alda series. Uh, what was that? That's a great one too. That's such a good. And one. I know the guy who I I used to know the guy who wrote that. Yeah, Johnny. Gee, I can even Cash. remember no, first thing. <laughs> no, I know. I'm kidding. Wait. Speaking of Mash, our your co-star who plays um, your Bell, and he's Chris, like Chris Kringle, and he's um, John Shuck is uh, was it from the original Mash movie? Oh, speaking of Mash, that's right, that's right. Um, okay, what's the hardest part of your job as an actor? Oh, I'll tell you, it's it's really not a difficult answer. The hardest part of my job is having to do a scene that's badly written and not being able to help it. And there's a lot of bad writing around, really a lot of bad writing around. And, uh, and you know, I try in my uh, nice way to fix it a little bit. And, uh, and the director will say, or the writer, if he's on the set, will say, no, 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 I want it this way. Mm. And I just, you know, I, I just have to swallow hard. Yeah. And this happens all the time. Well, you know, you've seen those. Did you ever see that thing with uh, Lily? Mm-mm. Lily Tomlin? Lily Tomlin being told off and called horrible names by David O. Oh, this was a little while ago, right? Oh, yeah, but it's a famous thing because he was so mean to actors. He, apparently, he still is. David O. Yeah. And, David and, O. And he o. called her David O. Russell. And he called her the C word. <gasps> oh, yes. Ooh. I do remember that. And uh, she's just... I, I, she was amazing. She just... Kept trying to defend herself. Well, like, you know, I'm just trying to. He's, no, you. Yeah. And screaming at the top of it is a famous. What happened is that the cameraman, who was used to this at this point, on this particular film, whatever that was, yeah. just let the film go running, keep running. Oh, yeah. So they've done this a couple of times to him. I mean, wow. apparently there was a scene with Chris. Uh, oh, God, don't do names, Rita, please. <laughs> Just a very famous actor. And uh, I heard this. This may not be so. I want to be clear about this. But it pro- it makes sense to me that this guy said, okay, now do it in French. Oh. <laughs> Say what? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And the actor just went, you know, I'm leaving. Let me know when you're, you know, yeah. when you're calm again. Yeah. Oh, goodness me. Yeah, there are some, there's some... But, you know, I I wonder, too, why the... Why is it that the man has never been reprimanded by Screen Actors Guild? Oh, still? I don't know about it. Oh, interesting. We'll we'll dig into it. Isn't that... I would love to find out. Yeah. Is he still with us? Screen Actors Guild and all this. Are we sure he's still with us? actor abuse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, watch. they should get I'm going to hear from somebody. (laughs) No, no, we'll get it. We're going to show up at my door... Um, here's a fun one. Do you have a favorite joke? <laughs> Let me think. I love jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but it involves a, an infirmity, and I, I can't do that. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you like dirty jokes is what we're getting here. Oh, do I like dirty jokes? Well, if they're clever. Okay, okay. I mean, there's a lot of dirty jokes that are just mostly dirty, and I'm going, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go away. <laughs> um, what is a movie, show, channel, or something that you turn on to tune out? Well, I'll do the uh, music station a lot. I'll do Pandora a lot. And I love, also, I love um, Spanish guitar music. Oh. It's from Spain, guitar music. It's, I love that kind of music. Do you still dance? I move. Yes, you do. No, I, but I just, I just barely, my knees are so shot from all those years of dancing. You know, we abuse ourselves. Dancers are but terrible. You're like, you're, like, you're, you're like 60. I mean, you, the 30 years of Well, I'm, I'm spry in, in some ways, you but are. my knees are really, really Well, you, shot. the other day on set, you were in heels for eight hours standing most of the time, and you didn't complain for a second. Little heels. Still, I can wear little heels. I, I'm 46, and I don't want to wear heels at all. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I won't even wear my flip-flops on set because I want good cushion. <laughs> I'm 36 and recovering from one night of heels last night. Oh, yeah. It will take me a week before you I... Use those very high ones. No, I mean, I, I'm already tall, so I don't need a high heel, but just a little. We're so out of yeah, well, practice I, with I, I love them, and I, I I have a madness for shoes. My, my daughter said when she was a little girl, she says, I think I inherited the shoe jeans from you. Just <laughs> a little girl. And when I was giving them up, the heels, and I had great, great shoes because I'm a shoe maniac. And she said, you're giving them to the consignment store? I said, yeah, it breaks my heart, but, you know, might as well make some money on it. She said, but why can't you just keep them? I said, why would I keep them? She said, well, you could look at them like in a museum. <laughs> my son actually understands that. He's a sneakerhead, my 14-year-old, and he has them in, like, acrylic boxes in his room On stacked display. with LED wow. lights around them, a palm really? tree between. Like, he's decorated his room with a shoe collection that he won't wear because he doesn't want to crease them. But you wore some red shoes on the movie. Yes, oh, those boots. Were, those it was so cute. Boots. She's in this fabulous outfit that Anna had made for her. But she goes, but look at the shoes. And you were so excited yeah, about your shoes. They were, they were the fantastic shoes. I can wear little heels. Those are the red ones, right? Yes. Yes, I yes. saw them. beautiful. So gorgeous. They were gorgeous. Yeah. Um, uh, if this week was a book title, what would it be? <laughs> we're going to work all night. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Then you need a picture. We're going to work the whole night yeah. <laughs> when we're supposed to be sleeping. I know. We're going to do some night shoots this week. We're going to be doing some night shoots. I'll get you out early, Rita. I'll put you in there early. I'll get you yeah, out early. I'm too old for that. Oh, I understand. <laughs> I am too. Um, no, you're not. I've never seen anyone with your energy. You're astonishing. That's how I she feel about you. She does not stop. Oh, my you gosh. You do not stop. It's amazing. No, she doesn't. Never. I. And you know what's I'll lovely about dead. her, too, as a director? She's very patient. She's very, you never, ever feel judged by her. That's important. Thank you. Um, directors could be very mean. Yeah, yeah. I know. And I, you know, I or, think I wanted know, to direct for that. Kind person. of sarcastic underneath it all. Yeah. And, you know, you know you're being disliked or criticized, but they don't come out with it because they're too chicken shit yeah, to yeah. just be honest about it. Well, that's what I, I you, I mean, first of all, you're not going to tell an EGOT. No. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you, you know? Well, like, I would tell an egot. I mean, if they're acting up, no, no. But you I don't act up. But you, but like, I'll come to you when there's a line and I need a certain word in there right. or something. We're not, we're yeah. missing something. But, and you'll be like, oh, great. Fabulous. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's such of a good course. collaboration with you. I love it. 
I love it. Well, that's what it is, actually, you know. It really Acting, is. The whole thing. It's a collaboration between the writer and the director and yeah. the actor. Yeah. Yeah, and for the director, it's with the actor, the AD, and the um, cinematographer. Right? You have to explain AD to the public. Oh, the AD is an assistant director, basically a stage manager. That's right. For those that don't understand. And then the cinematographer. They do a lot of dirty work. What's the, uh, what's the saying? Who said the um, famous saying about, like, you don't sleep with the director, you sleep with the cinematographer? To make you look beautiful. Yeah. Who, well, I'll tell you what them. I do every, every movie I make. And when I first meet the cinematographer that first morning, I just say, no, I don't want to make you nervous, but I look my age, it's your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you will never look your age. No. You're 30 no, years. No, but it's fun That's to say possible. that. And, of course, the crew loves that. Yes. I love to pick on That's the funny. cinematographer because yeah. the crew just But you have such it. a crush on our cinematographer, Ryan. Ryan Galvin, oh, who's he's gorgeous. incredible. He's gorgeous. He's sweet. What's his nationality? He's uh, He looks Mexican. very exotic. Oh, he's Mexican? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good-looking guy. <laughs> he is. He is. He's very sweet. Um, I didn't say sweet. Do you, oh. I said good-looking. Good looking. I, I don't and care if he's sweet. sweet. <laughs> Dirty old lady. Yep. Rita Moreno. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what is your go-to karaoke song? I don't have one. You don't do karaoke? No. Oh. Well, I think we need to. Do you sing in the to, shower? We're going to need to. Um, All the time. So what, what song do you sing in the shower? Oh, well, well yeah, I do uh, uh, musicals. I do musicals, things from uh, great musicals. My favorite Christmas, my favorite um, uh, birthday present for my daughter is, and we're going to repeat it this time, we did it three years ago, is to rent a car and go through New England and watch the leaves turning. Uh, While we're doing that, we're bellowing Broadway songs at the top of our lungs. Oh, and then stopping it. at Little Inns. We have you a had travel agent one. book us in Little Inns and stuff. What's one Broadway show that you would God, like? God, I think Evita. Evita is amazing. Oh, I've never seen it on Broadway. Oh, it's amazing. But also, you know, it's a great, great, great one is Guys and Dolls. Oh, yeah. And Marlon was doing it while we were going together. Really? He was playing Sky Masterson. Oh, very cool. And he had a little voice. Lock, be a lady tonight. I thought, Is your boy crazy? <laughs> um, okay, last one. What is a, well, last one for now. What is a line from a show or movie or book that you'll never forget? Well, that's a hard one for someone who's having trouble remembering <laughs> names. What's a line I'll never forget? Oh, Smoke on your pipe and put that in. Dun, 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 dun. I like to be in a... I thought it was very clever. Uh, it was such a clever. Smoke on your pipe and put that in. That's great. That's And the whole the whole song is so clever. Like Oh, it's a marvelous really brilliant. song. Yeah. It's got barbs in it, too. It's, yeah. It's not meant to be just funny. Well, and it's still... Stands. And it makes a statement. It still stands. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's. Oh, now I want to go home and watch it. I know. Tucker and I literally, the other day, <laughs> Tucker's like, I need to. I was like, she's in this amazing movie called West Side Story. And he's like, well, I need to watch that. And I was like, okay, we'll watch that number. And he was like, wow. And I was like, do you understand what's going on between the Puerto Ricans and the Italians and the whole, you know? And he's like, what? And like, so, yeah, just incredible. Incredible movie. Obviously, everybody knows it. Um, so, I just want to know how many unanswered emails do you think you have in your phone? <laughs> I know you didn't bring your phone in here. You but know I... what? Not many, and I'll tell you why, because I never answer emails. <laughs> so my daughter and a bunch of people said, do not email her. 
unless you tell her 40 times in the text that you're emailing her and tell her, you know, once you think she's seen it, do it again anyway. Yeah. To say there is an email. That's the trick, huh? I just have to stop that's, replying the and then people won't email me anymore. Well, oh, they won't. It. I think because if you don't answer. Mine's at, what's yours at, Amanda? You don't want to know. I know. You're well, good. I I'm know. terrified right now. I'm terrified. I'm at 8,351 <gasps> right now. Get out. Oh, my gosh. No, You've no. never seen them or you don't erase no, them? No, no, I see them. I so thought I taught you better. You have, but I've reverted to my... I'm at 48. That's like the best ways. I've been in a long time. So I actually do read them. I look through them all. But you don't erase them. I don't erase them. And if they... How does your, how does your phone do that? Where does it get the cell energy? <laughs> I know. So they just sit function. there. But the ones like that I've read, you know, are marked red now. So I know if they were important and I can file them. They, I've got little places. Where, like, where were you when we first started this podcast in January? You were at like 22,000 or was it? No, oh, no, 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 no 92,000. 92,000. 92,000. But I don't know. I, I didn't know that a phone could function that way. I know. Doesn't that yes. use a lot of energy? I think it goes to the cloud and then it pulls it down when you get it. Like, uh, and like, the cloud goes, not again. Yeah, the cloud's like, please delete some of these. Well, and we're down to 8,000 now because Melissa was like, delete them. So I just went through and marked everything She marked red. everything red, which I think is cheating. It is. You have to delete. And you might be missing something astonishing, well, like being the heir to a million dollars. Oh, I would definitely know that. My dad's a plumber. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I feel like I need to, like, come over and hold your hand. We need to sit down, meet at the coffee shop. And we'll just like do a we'll we'll do a little tutorial of I do love you for I just feel like <laughs> I don't want you to miss anything. I mean, I'm just a girl. You're looking at her best friend. You're blackmailing her your best friend. Check her emails. You're oh. blackmailing your friend. I just want to be loved. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm like I'm I'm just a girl sitting here looking at my best friend saying, please check your emails. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> All right. So Amanda's gonna ask you. We do these this or that like uh, okay. rapid fire questions. Yeah, they're just for funsies. Hero or villain? Villain. <laughs> okay. Plans or surprises? Surprises. Caffeine or alcohol? Alcohol. <laughs> Chocolate or fruity? Fruity. Dress up or dress down? Dress up. <laughs> this one is obvious. Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. <laughs> extrovert. <laughs> la, 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 extrovert. That's why we get along so well. I know. I love it. Fizzy or flat? Fizzy. Morning person or night owl? Both, actually. Really? Depends if I'm, if I'm working. It's got to be, obviously, I have to be morning. But if I'm not working, it's night owl. I'm oh, so, so really you're going to be late. fine with the night shoots this week, right? No. Because <laughs> I have to remember words then. <laughs> words at night is not easy for me. No, no. At any time. No. And looking pretty. Like looking pretty late at night. It's just like, you know, oh, you feel God. the bags and you start You've to got see. all this crap on your face. Yeah. I read. I, it's funny. I don't like the way makeup feels. I don't this either. is why I've started directing. I don't have to do that. Isn't I can that wear nice? whatever I want. I can put on a little weight. I but can not you know get my what? hair done. Before I go home, I have the, the makeup lady clean it all off my face. Okay. Oh, that's and nice. And then puts hot towels on me. Yeah. Which feels A little spa fabulous. moment. Yeah. Yes. So you go home feeling refreshed. Yes. And ready for bed. And you know, not only that, if you have to get up early the next morning and you're really getting home on the late side, you don't want to have to do this. You know how hard it is to yeah. take off eye makeup? Yes. Oh, it's by ridiculous. The way, I, by the way, I know the thing that takes it off for, for real. 
I'll tell you. I don't remember the name. I don't remember the name. You don't remember the name? Oh, real quick. Oh, wait. We're, we're finishing the rapid question. Oh, okay. I, have I got one two other. more. Righty or lefty? Righty. And staycation or vacation? Vacation. Mm-hmm. So, wait. I wanted you to... You're obsessed with this. It's the cutest thing. Like, at lunch, you're like, I need my milk. And then someone comes That's in with right. milk. Tell us about this milk. Okay, listen, I'm Puerto Rican, which means I'm Latina, and we have lactose problems the way the black community does. So rather than, you know, drink real milk and start farting around somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> On set with a body microphone. I think microphone. it behooves me to save everybody and drink uh, a plant milk. It's really very good for you. It's the calcium it's, level. This one's made from uh, peas. It doesn't have a milk taste, so don't expect that. But what it does have, 50% more calcium. And at my age, that's really, really important. So if I take four glasses a day, I have uh, the amount of calcium that I need so that my bones don't get brittle. Um, It also no sugar. It has no sugar whatsoever. It looks beautiful. It looks very creamy. It's not. Do you just like shoot it? It doesn't taste like milk. So, you know, don't, don't. Go calling me and saying, what the hell? This is gross. <laughs> no. And it's not gross, but it certainly doesn't taste like milk. Is It It tastes slightly synthetic, which it's not because it's really peas. Yeah. Oh, okay. P-E-A-S, peas. Do you um do you add anything and to it? And it has it? omega. Oh, of course. Oh, you put stuff in it. I make shakes. Oh, okay. I put blueberries in it. I put omega-3 um, uh, little seeds. Okay. I put fruit. Absolutely. But here, I'm not at home. Yeah. So I just take a... Uh, um, You're just doing shots of it I on d- set. What I do is uh, I get a straw and I'm... Yeah. Down. There. <laughs> instead of uh, instead of shots of tequila, this one's doing shots of milk on set. That's it. <laughs> That's it. But it's really good stuff. I mean, it's good for you. Well, look... I mean, if you're 90 going on 45, I am going to do whatever whatever you tell me to do. So you won't. I need to know. Oh, yes. No, absolutely. I have been taking notes. Trust me. I've been watching you on set. And um, I think you need to uh, share with us. The next book needs to be a longevity book. Okay. Okay. Can we get on that? And I cannot wait for 80 for Brady. Can I give an exercise that is incredible for people who who, uh, can't run, stuff like that? This is amazing. I invented it, and in fact, my husband was so enthused about it, he wrote an article for it for, I think it was Vogue magazine years ago, and that is conducting, conducting music. But you do not conduct this way. You use your entire upper body, and you will actually be out of breath. Let's see. Yeah, you'll be out of breath. Oh, wow. You work so hard. Yeah. You work, You get out of breath. And it's like all these muscles down your the back. The whole upper and, body and yeah. your lungs. Oh, yeah, Because you yeah, get yeah. out of breath. It oh. really works. And he wrote a piece based on, if you've ever wondered why so many conductors lived a long life, particularly oh. in the old days, it's because they use their entire upper body. All right. So I mean, you see conducting. them sweating. You need to start sweating. this as like a chain of like a franchise across oh, the country. Oh, it's a one move over, Jane Fonda. Yeah, it works. It, yeah. Well, I think I ruined my knees with those exercises. <laughs> Jane's exercises. It, it, it didn't help, and she yeah. she she as much as said, 
Yeah, there were things that she really wasn't aware of. Well, back the, then they didn't. Yeah, I, I feel like things have developed. your knees, there were things that really were hard on the yeah. knees. Well, I remember going from sit-ups to crunches because all of a sudden sit-ups weren't good for you. Mm-hmm. Now we're back to sit-ups. Now my husband's do, my husband's a certified trainer, and he's been talking about knees over toes. There's something, uh, there's a program. Yeah, you, you're not supposed to do knees. You over weren't toes. supposed to put your knees over your toes. Like if you do a lunge or something, you're supposed to keep your knees in line with your ankle. Now you should because you're losing uh, mobility. Oh, so that's... now there's a whole mobility thing about like not, if you don't put your knees over your toes, you're right. you're you're not getting all the full movement. So now there's a whole thing about like, you know, they always wanted you to stop like with like chest presses and stuff at a certain place. Now it's like, no, we need to well, You know, full I range. put on Bruno. I love mm-hmm. Bruno. I like Sinatra, but I also love Bruno. And he's got some insane salsa. And to oh, do yeah. to do that, and you can bounce a little if you want to, but this really works. But be aware, this is not conducting. It's got to be full. A whole thing. And you'll find that you get tired so quickly. It's like swimming in a way, like swimming without water, right? Exactly. Is that what, okay. Yes. yes. So, okay, milk, conducting. Mm-hmm. And, keep, and water exercises. Keep moving. Great. Water exercises. You know, pushing water down yeah. really gives you pectorals. Well, and I know you also like for memory stuff, like you're all about if you don't use it, you lose it, right? Like memory. I do a lot of memory, uh, little books and stuff, you know, those, those little cheap books. Yeah. But what I do too, I write with my left hand. I'm not, I'm right-handed. Oh. And I write pretty well now with yeah. my left hand. Well, they say you're supposed See, to do things your like... brain? You're, what you're doing the is... The brain you don't usually yes, use. Yes, yes. So when you brush your teeth with your right hand every day, now start to do it with your left or like in the bathroom. But Maybe then after the left you do it, after you do different. it with your left, do it with your right because you're not going to do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> with actually, your left. That's true. <laughs> That's they true. actually just my my son is into fencing like sword uh-huh. stuff, and they just changed him to a lefty. Oh wow! And he's not a lefty. No, well, so he's always been kind of ambidextrous. Oh yeah, he could use both. Mm-hmm. And his coach saw with his footwork, he was like, "Is he left-handed?" I was like, "No, he he writes with his right." And he's like, "But his feet say otherwise." Mm-hmm. And I was That's like, "Huh?" So they changed him to a lefty, and all of a sudden, he's this like, is a little bit of the dyslexia thing too, right? Like my probably. kids, like Brady yeah. had a baseball mitt for both hands. Brady yeah. couldn't figure out, what, and every different game, he'd use a different mitt. <laughs> Didn't know which hand to use. Right. And also, there's oh, there's another thing that's terrific. But you really have to do it in an empty room where it's just wood. Walk backwards. Oh. That is hard to do. Oh, okay. But again, that's like writing with your left hand. It's making your brain do something that it's not used to. It sends neurons like different pathways. or It opens up different pathways. Absolutely. We go walking in the park right across the street from where we're filming our movie. There's a giant park there, and we go walking there. Now we're going to have to walk backwards because Rita And, you know, I don't do it out. But if I do it outside, then I do it in a very clear space, and I have someone holding my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very dangerous. I do it sometimes on the treadmill. I've done it on the treadmill before, which is – but it's probably not – Working the brain in the same way? No, it's so not. I need to get out there. You and have do that. to make the effort. Yeah. Oh, Rita, I'm so thank you for being here. I have. I said earlier you didn't get to hear me say it in my intro, but it has been a career highlight to work with you. I mean, top of the like the pickle on top of like the cherry, oh. the pickle, whatever. I, I like pickles. I like <laughs> the pickle on top. Of I, the the pickle on top of my chicken sandwich. Um, I do. I love. It's pickles. been it's been absolutely a blast to have you and well, to work I love, with you. You know, I'm I'm a big talker. Oh, I, I can know. go on for. Hours. Well, you can come back tomorrow. You're here for you're here for another week, right? We'll do this every day. We'll just this sounds, we'll move that sounds this, great to me. I've, we'll move this to the set and we'll chat with Rita this is every the day. Best. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I Thank you guys for joining us here at What Women Binge. Can you do us a favor and give us an Apple podcast review? It helps a lot. Yeah, and while you're at it, you can follow What Women Binge on Instagram. And follow me on Instagram. 
at Amanda WWB. If you like listening to the podcast, you would love seeing it. So you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Melissa Joan Hart Official for full episodes, bonus content, and so much more. What Women Binge is produced by Laughagram Studios. Our wonderful theme song was written and produced by my cute husband, Mark Wilkerson. Video production by Matt Giesler and Jay Hawley. Audio by Matt Lott. Production assistant, Jen Best. And she is the best. What Women Binge is distributed by Podcast Heat. For more information, visit podcastheat.com. Do you have a question or a comment or a topic you want to suggest for the show? Well, we are listening. Email us at wwbquestions at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.